hopefully we don't have too many Lakers fans or LeBron fans listening because I think it's crazy the MVP talk that he's getting right now. You know, to me this year, he hasn't been better than Nikola Jokic. He hasn't been better than Joel Embiid. To me, it's a little far-fetched that he's the MVP this year. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode one of Burners and Basketball. I... I'm Molly Morrison, and I'm a little bummed because my co-host didn't let me um, introduce him in the format of an NBA intro. I thought that would be a really fun way to start the show, but you know what? We're going to do it the old-fashioned way. I'm Molly, at Molly Hannah. I'm on Twitter, and this is Adam. Adam, say hello to the fam. Fam. Hi, I am Adam Aronson at Sixers Adam on Twitter. Uh, very excited to be here and finally get this podcast going. Yeah, we're very excited. So Adam and I actually met through Twitter. Um, we've never met each other in person, which is a little funny, but here we are. Um, Adam and I are both like the babies of NBA Twitter, which might be a wide known fact, little known fact. I don't know. One time I messaged him about something and I was like, although you probably wouldn't understand because like I'm young in college. And then Adam revealed that he as well was young. I believe I believe I was in high school at the time. Oh my God. I slid into a high school person's teams. Yeah, I know. I always feel yeah. like I'm the youngest person on Twitter. But Adam And then there's me. me. Yeah. Adam, tell us your age. Just get it out of the way. I am 18 years old. I turned 19 in a week and a half. Uh, but oh. yeah, I'm 18. I'm a freshman in college, Temple University. Go Owls. Go Owls. I am 20 years old and I... Turned 21 in August. I am a junior at the University of Memphis. Go Tigers. Even though we sadly didn't make the tournament, it's okay. We'll, we'll um, recover from it. So, Adam, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what we're doing here? Actually, first, before we do that, I want to tell a little story that perfectly, perfectly explains our ages. Um, so the other day I'm talking to my friend, right? And he's like, oh my God, Mello went off the other night. <laughs> and I'm like, really? He did? I didn't, I didn't see it. He's like, yeah, LaMelo. And for the first time, I felt like I, a part of me understood what 20-something, 30-something NBA Twitter gets so riled up about because I thought Carmelo... And it was the first time it had happened. But you know what? Adam, what's your opinion on the Mellow nickname? Nickname Gate. I will always think of Mellow as Carmelo Anthony first. Uh, it's just been too long. And for someone to make us feel old with the way they talk <laughs> about the NBA is, is a pretty impressive accomplishment. It is. But here's the thing. He can't, you can't tell people they can't call him Mellow. You think that but I feel like you can. Car Carmelo Anthony's been known as Mellow for his entire career. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. While he's still in the NBA, we can't just start calling somebody else the same thing. At okay, least, okay. At least let the man retire. <laughs> okay. The listeners are going to agree with you here. I'm going to be the unpopular one here and say that although I will always think of Carmelo Anthony as Mellow, LaMelo, LaMelo. I think that Mello is a reasonable nickname. He's been called it his whole life. And people can call him that. And I don't think it needs to be a point of anger 
I think that needs to be put on pause until Carmelo Anthony retires. That's my official stance on this. Okay, so we're going to have like a ceremony. Yes, and... exactly. <laughs> It'll be a coronation of the new Melo when oh Carmelo retires. No, it's going to be like Lion King style. He's going to hold Melo up in, yep. front of, in Madison Square Garden. I'm picturing it now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, then let's... Let's say that I can I can be with you there. So does he have to change his Instagram name? I think Lamelo's Instagram name is Mello. Uh, see, that's a tough one. I'm going to say no. Lamelo gets to keep his social media handles, but nobody's allowed to call him Mello until Carmelo retires. Okay, I'll, I'll let him know that. Yeah. All right, Adam, why don't you start telling them a little bit about what Barners and Basketball is and tell them what we're doing with this show. Yeah, well, you could already probably tell that we're not just going to be strictly talking about the X's and O's of basketball. Uh, we're going to talk about stuff happening on the court, off the court, on social media, and all the other happenings that are going on because there's more happening in the NBA than ever right now. Yeah, and I think the burners idea is a concept that kind of ties in with the little Gen Z and us. Um, <laughs> a big thing is the burner accounts on Twitter. And I think... The main, the popular one, the popular story there is the Kevin Durant one. But I know Adam has his own burner story um, that kind of brought him, brought Sixers Adam to fame on Twitter, to local fame. Uh, I want to hear the story because I know you've told it to me, but I actually really do not remember. So tell us the story, your burner account. All right. So back in May of, I believe, 2018 or 2017, maybe. Uh, Brian Colangelo, who was the general manager of the Sixers, uh, there was a big story that came out that he might have been using burner accounts where he would defend himself and he would, you know, talk negatively about people on his team, including the best player on the team, Joel Embiid, and the coach, Brett Brown, and many others. Uh, and he immediately denied that any of the accounts were his. However, uh, I went to Twitter's reset password feature. And I typed in every one of his accounts and they all had the same exact cell phone recovery number. So I tweeted that out and then it kind of went viral. It was an interesting few days after I had people in school showing me my own tweet, not realizing it was me. Uh, it was a very bizarre few days of high school. Uh, but then eventually he was let go from his duties because of it. So you exposed him. You were the person. Yeah, well, there, there was a story that came out initially that really did the exposing. And I just kind of put the nail in the coffin, if you will. So you're probably on his shit list. Like he knows who you are. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No question. Did did you ever think that maybe he would reach out to you? Uh, no, but I'll just <laughs> say that uh, people he worked with who stayed with the Sixers are still not my biggest fan. Wow. But you got Daryl now and Daryl. Yeah, right. They're, they're mostly gone now because the Sixers hired Daryl Morey. Right. There you go. Um, why don't you, I don't know if you're, you're cool with this, but why don't you give us one of the tweets? I know you have. Oh boy. Okay. It's going to take me a minute. Okay. But I can, uh, okay. I can find a good one. While Adam searches to find his tweet, um, I'm going to go ahead and bring up our next little segment which is because we're both twitter people we're both on nba twitter best our favorite 
NBA tweets of all time. And I can go first. Adam, you got it? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Why don't you go first? Then we can go. We can go into that. Okay. So in March of 2018, Sixers fans will remember this. Joel Embiid hit his head on Markel Fultz's shoulder and it gave Wait, him a bone has this bruise. Ever, has this screenshot ever seen the light of uh, day? I'm not sure, actually. This might be an exclusive. Okay, this could be an exclusive. Go on. Um, so Embiid hurts his face, basically. He broke an orbital bone. It's a bone in his head. Mm-hmm. And one of the burner accounts that was called Still Balling said, what a softy. It is a bone bruise. Come on, man. Put on a mask and get going. Put on a mask. And this is the kind of <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that an NBA GM was saying to his superstar player on anonymous Twitter accounts. That's sort of insane. Maybe he was yeah. just predicting the pandemic with put on a mask. Maybe he was yeah. ahead of all of us. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, any Sixers fans who are listening, first of all, thank you. But Second of all, you already know how crazy and demented all of the Colangelo tweets are, and I've shared some of them before. Uh, yeah, for not, I almost feel bad for non-Sixers fans because they don't get that every single thing that happens here is incredibly weird. I think that as a non-Sixers fan sitting right here, I can acknowledge the craziness of a general manager absolutely ripping on his players. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's not great. And maybe every episode to get to get the listeners to keep on coming, we'll just reveal one more tweet from the archives. <laughs> I'm just gonna bribe all the Sixers fans to listen to this. Yeah, and they'll get crazier and crazier each episode. Okay, Adam, we're gonna tell them. Well, we haven't even told each other, but let's let's talk about some of our favorite Twitter moments from our NBA family. Who's the first name that comes to mind when anyone thinks of iconic NBA tweets? The first thing that comes to mind, and this is like many years ago now, was the whole DeAndre Jordan fiasco with the Mavericks and the Clippers. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you were on Twitter for this, Molly, but he was about to sign with the Mavericks and it, it looked like oh. a deal was done. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. And then, and then Wasn't someone Clippers, being like locked in a house? <laughs> yeah. So his Clippers teammates basically went to his house and kind of and locked the doors oh. and waited until he would commit to coming back to the Clippers. Uh, and there were stories that like Mark Cuban was driving around LA trying to find DeAndre Jordan. There were all these different stories coming out. Uh, and that was the first time I think that NBA Twitter really just like lost its marbles. You know what? I wasn't on NBA Twitter yet, but I was on Twitter. I only had Made in Memphis really, which is my Grizzlies account anonymous at the time. So I couldn't really be a part of that. But I remember watching all that happen and being like, oh my goodness. Was there a, was there a specific tweet from that night or was it just... Uh, Paul Pierce, I believe, tweeted a picture of the rocket ship emoji, which <laughs> will always just be the funniest thing ever that, like, he's not, he's not actually an old person. He's just old for basketball. And yet he right. couldn't even just tweet the emoji right. It was a literal image that you had to click on and then the emoji would pop up. Isn't it so funny? Like in basketball, in basketball, the basketball world, when a player is like in his upper 30s, he's immediately this elderly man. Like check him into the nearest nursing home right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people talk about LeBron like he's the senior citizen. Exactly. And it's like 
And, you know, he's obviously, he's what, 37? And it's just crazy that he's still playing at an MVP level. I thought he was 36. He's 37. Uh, I can check. I believe he's 37. Maybe he had a birthday recently. 36. You're right. 36. Hey, there you go. There you have it. Molly one, Adam zero. (laughs) I'm just going to, my new goal in this podcast is to prove Adam wrong. Okay, Adam, favorite Kevin Durant tweet, go. Oh, my favorite. Okay, well, there's so many. There's so many. Uh, There really are. Uh, I will go with, uh, hmm, this is an extremely tough call. It is. But I am going to go with September 22nd, 2012 at 11.34 p.m. Kevin Durant tweeted, and I quote, Girl, you look like a bacon and egg sandwich, dot, dot, dot. You look good. I mean, and I think I I think that's an all timer. I don't know how you get any better than that. I mean, I I agree. I agree. But how about how about at four forty five p.m. I think that's even better. In two thousand eleven, January sixteenth, Scarlett Johansson, I will drink your bath water. <laughs> dot dot dot. Hashtag random. I mean, forgotten about that one. Yeah, you might have won that one because I, I don't totally know. There's so existed. many other ones. I want to hear what you guys think are Kevin Durant's best tweets because I have like ten off the top of my head right now. Um, I mean, there's the Amber Rose one that's just too good. You know, honestly, my favorite could be one that happened in 2021. You know what I'm talking about? Free me. Do I? Free me. Do I know who we're talking about? I'm saying the tweet right now. Free me. Two words. When he didn't play. When they took him out with the whole COVID thing. And during the game, he just said, free me. I thought that was, that was kind of revolutionary. You always see free someone else, but he just said, free me. Yeah. Pretty bold. It was simple. It was poetic. I don't know. I thought it was beautiful. But so we kind of covered the burners part. Now let's get to the basketball part. Um, the pod we're going to be talking about, you know, what's happening in the NBA right now, analyzing games, teams, players, our opinions, our hot takes. But for the first episode, I thought we could do something a little special. We could each say our favorite basketball memory. Let's do, I just came up with this, but let's do our team because I think both of our favorite basketball memories is going to be our team. And then we can do general. Sounds good. Adam, start us off. All right. So my favorite Sixers memory uh, is back in October of 2016. uh, And it was when Joel Embiid, after over two years of sitting out, played in his first NBA game. Uh, It was in Philly. I was at the game. The crowd was ridiculous. They went nuts and gave him a standing ovation when he got a rebound on the first play. Uh, and then he finally hit, gets his first points immediately after he blocked Russell Westbrook and everybody was absolutely going crazy and he was loving it. So that's probably my favorite because it was just such a nice, you know, it was almost cathartic after multiple years of, right. oh, is Embiid ever going to actually play? And right. then he played and obviously he's been a superstar ever since. You know, that's I was thinking the other day, that's one of my favorite things in the world. I like one of the little things when a player has been injured for a long time, comes back. I was thinking about Jaron Jackson Jr. God saying a quick prayer. Whenever he comes back, I was just thinking about, because it's like everyone in the crowd knows. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And you're just, it's just a different kind of warmth. And even I remember a few years back when Mario Chalmers, after having a really good season for us, I think he tore his Achilles um, and they showed him on the big screen during a playoff game. He was at the game because I don't think he was even on our team anymore. And the whole place gave him a standing ovation. I think stuff like that's beautiful. I mean, the way fans like really, really come together to support guys when they're injured. Totally. Do you want to give your, uh, okay, your I'll memory give my from another team? Actually, yeah, why don't you give your NBA memory first, and then I'll do both of mine. Okay. Uh, mine actually isn't NBA. It's actually college basketball. Um, I don't know. That breaks was, some rules here, but let's hear it. We're birders in basketball, not birders <laughs> in NBA. I'm allowed to uh, I'm allowed okay. to go to college. It's March, it's March 15th already. It's March True. Madness. Come Only because it's March, uh, I'll let you. Yeah, this is March. Uh, to me, the best moment that I've ever watched live was Kemba Walker in the end of the Big East tournament playing for UConn. I think this is like 2011, maybe. So I was nine when this is happening, which was crazy. Um, He hit a ridiculous game winner. He crossed the guy up, made him fall to the ground, stepped back, hit a jumper at the buzzer. And then he and UConn went on to win the national championship that year. Uh, I just like, if you go watch it, I just think it's one of the coolest plays you'll ever see. Really? Your girl will confess here that she is not um, the biggest college basketball fan, but it's okay. So I'll go first with my Grizzlies memory. Um, God, I'm bad with years and dates, but let's say 2013. You can correct me. You might know. 2012. I don't know. Um, Game six, Grizzlies Clippers. I'm at this game, right? We, the Grizzlies are winning. We're in the fourth quarter. The whole series, it's at game six. If the Grizzlies win this, they win advance to the next round. Um, all of a sudden, Zach Randolph, after a season of absolutely battling Blake Griffin, just just wanting to... The whole fan base despised him. I mean, it was this thing. And I actually, when I was interviewing Quincy Pondexter, quick, <laughs> quick flex, as, as Adam would no say. No big deal. Molly talks to NBA players, folks. Yeah, no so I'm interviewing deal. Quincy a few months ago, and he gave me a story that I absolutely adored because he was on that Grade and Grind team, and he's friends with Blake Griffin. And he said that one day he was shooting with Blake. Um, they were just practicing together at a gym, and Blake turns to him and said, no, you know what? This is during the game. They're at the free throw line. And Blake turns to Quincy, referring to Zebo, and says, Q, why does he hate me so much? <laughs> Blake Griffin. Awesome. Blake Griffin. Zach Randolph. He just he just was so so distraught. Cause when Zebo doesn't like you. Yeah, I, I would be scared as hell if Zach Randolph was unhappy with me in any situation. I would immediately run. Exactly. I think I think we all would. Even though he's like the warmest guy ever, like he's also someone that you do not want to be on their bad yeah. side. Simultaneously so anyway, being very lovable and very scary. Exactly. Is an impressive is, is an impressive match. Which is what makes him just an icon. Zach Randolph, you can hear it on the record here. That is my favorite NBA player of all time. Zach um, Randolph, come on the Burners and Basketball podcast. Yeah. Zach Let's go. Zach Randolph. He actually tweeted We're calling you out. Let's call him out. He tweeted that he was thinking about commentating. And I was like, the world needs this. But yeah. also come on our podcast. Um, right. So anyways, he chokes Blake Griffin. Um, 
which is just one of the more absurd things you can see live at a basketball game, unless you were like at the Malice of the Palace, then it's nothing to you. <laughs> but so after that, a few minutes later, Zebo gets ejected for something else, I think. I don't, I don't know how he didn't get ejected for that somehow. I guess they were both kind of going at each other. And he, at first he's complaining. And then after a few seconds, when he realizes, oh, wait, we won this series. We're about to win. He just stops complaining and starts skipping out of the arena and flings his headband into the crowd. <laughs> and I just, in the whole place is chanting, Zeebo, Zeebo. And that's just, I mean, a moment like that was why my 12, 13-year-old self was like, wow, this is unlike anything in the entire world. I want to... I want to start a podcast one day with Sixers Adam. That's the moment. Oh, that's right. That, yeah. <laughs> that's that is eight years moment. in the making. Exactly. So we've been building for a while. But favorite NBA moment, easy, blocked by James Iguodala. What else could it be? Oh yeah. Well, as as the world's number one hater of Andre Iguodala, I'm not uh, surprised to hear that from you. <laughs> Here's the thing, and I'll say I it feel on like, the record. I feel like I have to defend Iggy because he's a former Sixer. He was great here, great player, going to probably go to the Hall of Fame. I feel like I should be defending him. Uh, but at the same time, I kind of get why you as a Grizzlies fan would be anti. Here's the thing, and this is a secret, so you only get it if you're listening. I don't hate Andre Iguodala. I don't like him. I'm very much over what happened. I think that it's a bit, and I think it's really funny to be mad at him for it. I still stand by originally. I never he I never hated him. I acknowledge I'm sure he's a great person. He's a he's done a lot in this league. So there you go. It's mostly a bit on Twitter. You have yeah, to learn. He deserves his respect. Yeah. Uh, I can't go that far. I can't go. I can't abandon. Andre Iguodala come on the Burners and Basketball podcast. He would be a great. Calling you out too. Yeah, there you go. Calling him out. Okay, so to conclude this episode, we're going to do our segment that we are going to do every week that ties into the name. We are going to give our takes that we would put on a Burner account. Um, So basically our hot takes. And one of these one day could get us canceled. So we know what we're getting into here. Adam, you go first. Okay. Uh, this one, hopefully we don't have too many Lakers fans or LeBron fans listening because I think it's crazy the MVP talk that he's getting right now. He's obviously amazing. He's LeBron James, of course. He's deserved more MVPs than he's gotten. But you know, to me this year, he hasn't been better than Nikola Jokic. He hasn't been better than Joel Embiid. He hasn't been better than James Harden. I'm not sure he's been better than Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I think it's kind of crazy that he seems to be the favorite right now to win. Uh, I get wanting to, you know, honor him as sort of like a lifetime achievement award, but that's not what MVPs are for. Uh, LeBron's, of course, amazing. Uh, but to me, it's a little far-fetched that he's the MVP this year. Um, I think that he deserves... Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that'll be out of the doubt. I think that he deserves to be talked about because he, what he is doing is pretty unreal. I think AG being out completely um, tarnishes his case for it because, and I'm not saying it tarnishes anything about his legacy or whatever, how they're playing right now, but the difference is the other guys, I mean, Joel, Jokic, they're, they're winning and they're, you know what I mean? Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. The the other guys to me have just been better. I uh, agree with that too. But you know, Jokic, Jokic is one of the best passing big men we've ever seen. And Bede is, you know, scoring third. He just got hurt, unfortunately, but he's he's been scoring third points a game and playing. I know I hope that doesn't I hope that doesn't hurt his case. I mean, Jokic is Jokic is just unbelievable. Watching him is like the same with Joel, but I I had the pleasure of seeing Jokic um, in town the other day and just seeing him completely. He is unreal. With JV, who is pretty good at shutting anyone down, you know, couldn't even. Yeah. Right. Like you said, like his passing is just, it's just art. I mean, seeing, I know Mark Gasol is a big man that has these passes, but obviously with Jokic, it's just on a different level. Um, yeah, Jokic is amazing, and he would probably be my pick at this point since Embiid is out. Wow, that could be your hot take. Yeah, I feel like that could be my burner take too. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, Embiid is going to end up missing too much time. Uh, he's already missed a bunch of time, and now he's out at least two weeks, probably more. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to, you know, as good as he's been, and, you know, you could say he's been the best player in the league on a per-game basis, uh, but... MVP is really about what you do as a whole, not just, uh, you know, in a few games. So, unfortunately, I think Embiid is probably going to be out of the MVP race. No. Hashtag cancel Sixers Adam. He thinks Joel doesn't deserve MVP. But I, I can agree with you on LeBron, but I also think that he shouldn't be completely thrown out because the past few years, I think often he's not even really thought about because it's so obvious what he is and who he is. So I think that it is kind of unfair to just throw him out. But in terms of this season, I agree that it's not really, it's kind of obvious that he's not the guy. Um, My hot take actually kind of has, my burner take has to do a little bit with LeBron as well. Um, It's more, I was going to do something that kind of went with what's going on players right now. But this is something I think about all the time because it's such a frequent topic. MJ versus LeBron. Okay. It's, it's one of the most polarizing NBA topics. And here's my answer for who the goat is. There is no right answer. That's my answer. Even LeBron's still playing, but even when his career is over, no matter how much you say, Oh, this was their opponent. This is who they had. You just can't compare two guys who played in different ages who are both so great. And that's my take. Love it. Uh, I'd say I'd right. say most people have to have an opinion on that. But my take is that I think it's overdone. And I think that as much as people don't want there to be two goats, I think that there kind of are. Okay. There you have it, everyone. That is our segment. That was our first episode of the podcast. Adam, how are you feeling? Feeling good. Uh, hopefully we can, you know, keep on doing this every week. And have hopefully. <laughs> we are. Yeah, I guess, not, I guess we're contractually obligated to be doing this. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to looking forward to future episodes. But the thing is, Adam and I are just honestly really excited to do this. Um, we're really excited to kind of connect with who the listeners of this and engage and involve you guys. Um, we're excited to have on some guests, but most of the time it's just going to be us. And this episode was kind of just a little introduction, but we're also excited to really get deep in discussing basketball every week with you guys. 
And yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed episode one of Burners and Basketball, a Blue Wire podcast. You guys should go follow us each on Twitter at Molly Hannah M, at Sixers Adam, and more importantly, at Burners and B Ball on Twitter. Follow us, like, I don't know if you can like a podcast, subscribe, review, rate, download, download, download. Download every single second you can, every episode. Support us in any way you can. <laughs> and yeah, any final words, Adam? Nope, none for me. None for him. Uh, we will see you guys every week. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.